everybody. Welcome to Making Sense with Dustin LaMontagne from Research Capital. My name is Bryn Griffiths and Dustin joins us. How are you doing today? Doing real good, Bryn. How's yourself? Great, thank you. The topic of today's podcast is Canadian Renaissance. You have me intrigued by this topic. What are we talking about here? Uh, basically, just in reference to the uh, the Canadian market starting to pick up here. It's It's been underperforming for the better part of a decade. Um, it really did well from, uh, you know, 2001 to 2008 until the financial meltdown. Um, and what really drove that was, uh, was commodity prices uh, firming up in that time frame. Um, if you remember going back to 1997, 98, uh, into the year 2000, there was a tech bubble and it, it burst um, because no, nobody was putting money into anything but technology stocks back then. So the, your traditional old sectors like, uh, you know, banks and commodities, um, you, you know, th- things that are, are Canada is known for were really underperforming. And then, boom, the tech bubble burst and money started flowing into the, those other areas. So, when when uh, when when those areas do well, uh, Canadian stocks tend to outperform, and I think we're heading into uh, another decade of, of that type of uh, performance. So that that's uh, you know what why the the name of the podcast. I think we're having a renaissance to Canadian stocks here, and uh, but let's face it, Canada produces what the world needs. Correct. Um, and, and, and we're very good at it. It, it really pees me off when we, we have this, this uh, federal government uh, slagging our resource economies all the time because truly nobody does uh, resource, uh, re- resource management and resource production better than Canada. Whether you look at our mining, timber, oil and gas, agriculture sectors, um, it, we, we, we do it the best. We, we have the most stringent environmental uh, policies. Um, we, we have very good uh, labor standards um, and, and we produce top quality products. And, and, and the, the technology developed in Canada in a lot of these sectors is world class. So instead of, uh, you know, demonizing those, those sectors, um, I, I think we need to start celebrating them and, um, you know, re- rewarding those, those provinces that, uh, make up those sectors because it does produce a, a ton, a, a huge percentage of Canadian GDP. It seems like we cycle through, you know, like maybe this year reminds you of a previous year and that kind of thing. When you take a look at what we're just starting to go through here, does this remind you of any year in the past? Do you see any trends that that uh, are very familiar to you? Yeah, I, I think, I think uh, you know, we're shaping up uh, to, to look like what happened going through 2001 back to that implosion of the tech bubble. Um, you know, for, for six or seven years, Canadian stocks outperformed world markets, and that was on the back of commodities. Because our, our other sectors that are large are banks and life codes, railroads, um, pipelines. When, when, of course, when commodity prices are strong, uh, all those sectors piggyback off off those in our economy as well. So at, at the end of the day, uh, Canada, you know, as much as a federal government wants to try and you know tout us as this this new green technology based economy, we're still very much a, a commodities based uh, economy. That's what drives it. That's our core. Um, that's the foundation of our economy. So I, I think we're shaping up very well for, you know, could be a decade of, of overperformance here. When mm-hmm. I look at the, the prices that most commodities are trading at, um, 
and and we're in the middle of a pandemic you know when when things really get going if if world growth comes back what what's what are the prices you know are we going to see oil at 120 dollars are we going to see copper at seven dollars um nickel at 15 i mean what are these what's the top end on these uh, commodity prices because generally once the commodity rally gets going um it it takes quite a few years before the the prices plateau and and of course they're going to come down at the end of the day it's supply and demand so what will happen is a, a lot of money will go into exploration and production uh the the world will produce too much copper oil gas timber whatever commodity you're looking at and then there will be an excess of supply and then the cycle will start over again right but right now pretty pretty much every uh, every commodity that you can look at worldwide is either just meeting demand or in a little bit of a deficit. So, and it's precisely why you're seeing uh, power shortages in uh, in China, India, Europe. Um, you know, Ch- China doesn't uh, doesn't burn coal because they hate the the environment, or China or India doesn't burn coal because they're anti you know climate change. They don't have anything else. Literally, there's not enough gas. Uh, to power those countries. They, they need the coal. And that's not going to change uh, overnight. You know, as much as you want to talk about green technology, um, the, the world's still going to need those commodities. And I, and I think that's, you know, I'm going to talk in a, in a future podcast about uh, natural gas, but I think that's going to be the savior. Um, you know, I, I think it, it produces one, one quarter the... Uh, the carbon intensity of, of coal on a, on a, uh, electricity plant. Right. So if if you want a simple way to, uh, decarbonize the world, switch, switch coal to gas. That's what the U S has been doing. And they've been leading the world in, uh, reducing their carbon footprint. Um, You, You mentioned oil too earlier. It's hard to believe that only a few years ago, everybody was getting panicky at $30 a barrel. And now it's almost over a hundred dollars, depending on what kind of oil you're looking at. It really has been an amazing comeback. Yeah, it, it's supply and demand. Um, when when you don't put money into um, a sector in terms of exploration to uh, produce new supplies, the, the price is going to go up. Everybody knows that we're still going to use oil and demand's going to be up a decade from now and two decades from now, not, not down. That's despite electric vehicles. That's despite, um, you know, people um, getting more efficient in, in the energy markets with wind and solar. Um, you're, you're looking at three main drivers. You're looking at petrochemicals in the oil uh, industry. You're looking at aviation and you're looking at uh, plastics. And with the population just growing like crazy, um, just the demand from those three areas is going to increase uh, the, the price of, uh, or, or the demand for oil, which will keep prices firm. Right? So, uh, what, what, what I've read on the specifically on the oil industry is it needs just to maintain about $500 billion a year. Well, to grow, you need, you know, probably three times that because you, you, you need, uh, to, to invest in, in new, uh, oil fields. Right. So when, when, uh, a, a commodity gets into deficit situation, it takes m- multiple, multiple years uh, to, to get that, uh, commodity, usually the, the price will, 
will be very strong until the the commodity ends up in a surplus position. When we talk about renaissance, you've always been really high on oil and gas because it, it's always needed. Are there any other ones that maybe we can just give a little a little shout out to? And if somebody's got a question, you see they can track you down other than oil and gas that, that you're big on? Well, d- definitely, uh, if you're looking at in Canada for investment opportunities, uh, metal, metals and mining and agriculture, okay. we're, we're world class at, at both of those. Um, and, and when I, when I say a decade of overperformance is shaping up, um, capital is very smart. So when, when you, when you have a market or a sector that has underperformed, um, like Canada has capital will seek out underperforming assets because they know that at some point returns regress to a mean. And all that, all that means is that over long periods of time, markets tend to perform at an average Right. So if something has uh, had a period of underperformance, you would expect a, a period of overperformance to come back to that natural average. And on, on stocks, that's, you know, nine or 10 percent on most uh, most markets worldwide. So if you've had a market like Canada, which is only average, say, four percent for the past 10 years, you would expect it's going to have a period of, uh, you know, superior returns to bring that average back to that nine, 10 percent long term uh, regression. How can people get a hold of you? Because I know people have got a lot of questions. They get excited when they hear that things are starting to really cook in some areas. How can they get a hold of you? Uh, give me a call on my cell phone, 780-905-7729, or uh, on my email, dlamontang at researchcapital.com. And obviously, that's the website. If you want to check out things further, it's researchcapital.com. Dustin, thanks for your time today. It's great. I can hardly wait till we start talking about... Uh, natural gas that'll be a a good one too so thanks for your time today thanks Brent. all right thanks for listening to making sense have yourself a great day 